Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is, a Wednesday, October 12th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Just two days away from the Flyers dropping the puck on the 2021-22 season. Friday night against the Vancouver Canucks. The league got underway last night with a couple of games. Four teams in action, Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, Seattle and Vegas. Now, in this episode... I'm going to first play Elaine Vigneault's availability from yesterday. He talks about the newest addition who they grabbed off the waiver wire, Patrick Brown, who was with Las Vegas and how he's going to fit in with the team. But then he's also asked a question at the end of his availability, and I'm going to focus on that after you hear it. And I'm going to tie in Rasmus Ristolainen and Ryan Ellis, who he also talks about. So here's Elaine Vigneault from yesterday talking with the media. You told us on, on Sunday you thought that Ryan Ellis and Rasmus Ristolainen were going to be back to practice. Can you give us an update on those statuses? Both, uh, both exactly like I said the other day, that's still maintenance. Uh, when discussing this with uh, the training staff, we've got a couple of extra days here. So we're being uh, just uh, very cautious and uh, giving them the extra day to, you know, heal the, those bumps and bruises and expect them both to be back uh, on the ice on Thursday when we skate. So you have no concern about their stats? This time, I, I, I don't, but, you know, every day is different. So we'll see. I saw Rista Lyon was rehabbing yeah. on the other side. Yeah. With Angela. Did, did Ryan Ellis take the ice at all this morning? Uh, Ryan, no, he did not skate. Risto did, and Hazy skated also, but uh, not uh, Ryan. Can you disclose it? Sorry to keep harping on it, but can you disclose if it's upper body or lower body with either of those two, or is it just you want to leave? Uh, I'm just trying to think. Here. Uh, I think Ryan is lower body and and uh, Risto is upper body. Okay. Um, with regards to the the roster, obviously you guys um, you guys claimed um, Patrick Brown yeah. yesterday. Is the expectation that he will be in the starting lineup for game one, or is there more roster moves to come before game one? No, he's uh, expected to fly in today from Vegas. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow. We've got an off-ice day planned tomorrow with a couple of uh, meetings, et cetera, that uh, I, I like to get done before the start of the season, and he'll be here for that. Uh, he is expected to be uh, in the lineup uh, starting Friday. He'll, he should be one of our... Uh, uh, 12 regular forwards I've heard what you have heard I mean uh, you know we didn't play against Vegas last year I, I, I've got memories of, of coaching against him you know one game or two hard-working young man uh, keeps his game you know he keeps his game simple north south plays the body when he has the opportunity uh, I hear that he's a great teammate and uh, should fit in real well with our group well, he's played both center I want to discuss this a little bit more with Chuck here um, we've got two possibilities obviously um, we keep Tomer in the middle we put him on the right side move Q on the left or we put uh, him in, in the middle put Tomer on the left and keep Q on the right uh, we're just going through we're exchanging some information here Chuck and I and, and uh, some of his staff and uh, by two by uh, Thursday, you guys will, will know. I'll have made my call by, by then. You suspect that you might have some time with special teams? Um, you know, he's uh, been used uh, with Vegas, you know, taking face-offs on the right side uh, and penalty killing. And, and uh, it's definitely something that uh, we're going to look into. I mean, I'm, I'm anxious to see our, our, his first practice with his teammates and for us to get, uh, uh, you know, a real close look. But uh, 
I've heard a lot of good things uh, about this young man, and uh, we'll give him a chance to show what he can do with the Flyers. Um, why was the decision made? You know, obviously, two guys that were still at camp at the end, Jackson Cates and Garrett Wilson, you know, were in the running for that 12 yeah. so Why was the decision made to go with Brown over those two guys? Um, at the end of the day, when when the you know the, the staff, the management, and the scouts analyzed, they felt that uh, Brown uh, was a little ahead of those guys at this time. Uh, in Kate's, he's just a young player, you know, trying to f make his way uh, as a professional player, make his way to the NHL and the American League. So, uh, you know, he'll start in, in there. But uh, everybody that uh, we saw here towards the end of the season, at some time, you have to expect that they're going to be playing for the Flyers. Uh, there's just, uh, you know, too much movement during a season with personnel, with with injuries, et cetera. Uh, the you know the the 30 20 I would say anywhere from 25 to 30 guys that we saw in the in those last few games at some point every one of those guys is going to get a chance to come in and show what he can do and help us win some games Billy, do you feel like the two practices is, a, is enough time to kind of get him up to speed in terms of system work yeah I mean uh, you know we've got tomorrow where uh, I've already planned uh, Two of my assistants are going to spend some time with him video-wise. He's going to have a full practice and a morning skin on the 15th. So uh, he should be really excited about this opportunity, and uh, I'm sure everything's going to work out. For the people who are putting together season previews, how important is it's pretty obvious, but how important is it to get off to a quick start of the season and not chase that play? Yeah, I mean, you know, my expectations in this, in, in this season – is first our first goal is to get into the playoffs. You tell me in our conference which team won't be in the playoffs. You look at all the teams have improved. Uh, the good ones have gotten better. It's going to be a challenge. We're going to have to be at our best. I, I look forward to this opportunity. I'm hoping, uh, not I'm hoping, I'm confident that my, my team, my players feel like the, exactly the same way. We feel good about our situation. We feel good about where we are. Uh, we know it's going to take the very best of us to get an opportunity to compete for that cup, but we're going to do the job of confidence. All right, so Elaine Vigneault, at the end of that press conference, says his first expectation is to get into the playoffs. And if you look at the teams in the Eastern Conference, a lot of teams have improved. Flyers look like one of those teams that have improved on paper. Some you can make the argument have improved a little bit, some dramatically, some improved, but maybe not enough to be a playoff team. Others, maybe you could look at and say, hey, they're weaker in some areas. You look at a team like Carolina, who lost uh, their goaltender, Nedeljkovic, and they also lost Dougie Hamilton. But are they so weakened, or are they weaker than last year to the point where they're not a playoff team? Those are all the different questions that go into play. And also something that he addressed in that press conference is the availability of Ryan Ellis and Rasmus Ristolainen, who have missed now three days of practice. They're calling them maintenance days. And uh, A.V. said that with the extra time, they're being extra cautious. They do have this basically a week from their last preseason game, which was last Friday, to their first game, which is this Friday. So it does allow them a little bit of latitude to be cautious. Uh, you know, bumps and bruises, an upper body for Rasmus Ristolainen and a lower body for Ryan Ellis. But, you know, a lot of the changes they made were very pertinent changes. When you're talking about Ryan Ellis, and it was very pertinent because the top pairing without having a right side, right shot defender last year to play along with Ivan Provorov was a huge problem for the team.
So when you see that Ryan Ellis hasn't practiced for three days, even though it's term maintenance and it is being handled with caution, it is alarming. Same thing with Rasmus Ristolainen. He was brought in for a reason, a purpose, to check a a box or multiple boxes, and one of them being the physical accountability box. The fact that he hasn't been on the ice for three termed maintenance days is, again, alarming. You brought these players in. They're better on paper, but talent is great, but the talent has to be available. And not that this is anyone's fault, but we all hope that Rasmus Ristolainen, that Ryan Ellis are not only available for Friday, but available for most of the season this year. Injuries happen in sports. There's bumps and bruises along the way. Some you can play through. Some you need a game or two off. You need some rest. You need to, you know, load, manage, practice time, and all of those things. We all understand that. Uh, The thing that's alarming is you're coming into a season and you've got some bumps and bruises that you're dealing with now causing guys to miss preparation days. Again, they have the extra period of time, but it is something that is a concern. And basically, until we get to Thursday, tomorrow, to see if those players are on the ice with the regular group in preparation for game number one on Friday, then ultimately on the ice for the opener on Friday, then we can all exhale a little bit and get into the rhythm of a season. But these are the thoughts that go through our head. You make these moves in the offseason, if the player's not available, the move doesn't mean much. Now, even if the player wasn't available for game one, doesn't mean you miss game one, you miss all 82. But that being said, you want to start off with your full complement. You want to start off with your new acquisitions. You want to get off on the right foot to this season, especially after what happened last season. It's paramount that they get off to a strong start. It's paramount that they start to establish an identity with this group, that they are a hard team to play against, that they're a team that is relentless, that they are a team that comes in prepared to start games, prepared to battle back in games in which they get down, prepared to suffocate teams when they get up on them. Those are the traits of a winner, an identity of a winner. And in yesterday's episode, we talked to Steve Coates about that, about being a team that's hard to play against. Teams that are hard to play against, you need to be that way every night. You need that to be your religion. It can't be the exception. It's got to be the norm. And the exception has to be very few and very far between for that to be an identity that sticks. A team that rebounds from losses like they were two years ago. They lost a couple years ago in the second half of that season. They rebounded with a win. They didn't let one win turn into two, two turn into three. They rebounded with wins right away. Those are the identities of a winner. Those are the identities they need to grow, to organically grow this season and become and make that their religion. If they can do that and stay healthy with these new additions and these new additions assimilate well from a hockey standpoint on and off the ice, then you could have a really good team. This A lot of this is just the nerves before a new season and the nerves before a new season in which you see a lot of change. There's a lot of question marks that come with change. Some of it is, well, are we a better team from a talent standpoint? I look at it, I say yes. Are we a better team from a fit standpoint? Again, I look at that and say yes. Are they a better team on the ice? We don't know yet. 
We don't know how the group is going to come together, how the dynamic of hockey playing comes together, personalities come together, coaches and personalities, all of these things, how they're all going to come together is ultimately going to be the decider on if they're a good team or they're not a good team. Now, good teams have good players. A good player for the Flyers is number 14, Sean Couturier. He also had the chance to meet with the media yesterday, and here's what he had to say. With, uh, Patrick Brown, just curious how much you know about him, and uh, do you think two practices in the morning skate you'll be able to get him up to speed? Uh, well, I think so, yeah. He's probably been in training camp and, and skating hard. So, uh, yeah, I don't know much about him. I know he's a – I think he's a, he's a really hardworking guy um, that's uh, tough to play against and just battles uh, battle, battles real hard. With uh, with only a few days left, you know, for the start of the regular season, you've had two straight pretty, you know, Busy days, you know, and then in between that, you had that, that team bonding day off the ice. Where do you guys feel like you, you stand heading into the season? Uh, I think we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. Uh, you know, we've come a long way since uh, day one of camp, and uh, we're coming together pretty well and, and, you know, getting some chemistry, getting to know uh, our teammates uh, better. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a building process, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's nice to see the the – the improvement or, you know, the, how better we look uh, today than we were two, three weeks ago. So it's, it's, uh, we're, we're moving in the right direction. It seems like the team's hopeful that Ryan Ellis and Rasmus first line will be in the lineup Friday, but just how important are those guys uh, to, to your guys' new look? Yeah, they're definitely huge. Uh, uh, you know, they're, they're two uh, of our biggest, a big acquisition uh, this off season on, on defense. So, um, you know, I don't know, uh, they'll be in or out uh, for game one, but, uh, you know, um, we're excited to uh, to have him uh, with us as, as soon as possible. The goals of that number was not too good last year. Are you confident that that's going to be turned around? I mean, looking at it from practices last week or something? Yeah, I think so. I, I think last year's behind us. Uh, we're not even thinking about that anymore. So uh, it's a new it's a new year. It's a fresh start for a lot of guys. And, um, yeah, we're going to show what uh, what we can do. AV said that he's confident this is a playoff team. Do the players share that optimism that uh, you guys are going to come back and make the playoffs this year? For sure, that's the that's the ultimate goal. Uh, you know, not only make the playoffs but make a run to uh, for the Stanley Cup. Uh, you know, that's that's what we play for, and you know, we have uh, we have a good team on paper. We just got to go out and uh, and show it. Great to hear from Sean Couturier again. Looking at his contract, you see the Barkov deal at $10 million per. You see the Mika Zibanejad deal north of $8 million. The value the Flyers have gotten for Sean Couturier, once again, is pronounced and pretty impressive. So looking for a big year from number 14, your top-line center in Sean Couturier. All right, coming up tomorrow, another brand-new episode as we inch closer to the regular season for the Flyers. In the meantime, everybody, enjoy your Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new Thursday edition of Flyers Daily. Oh, once upon-